everyone, and welcome to this new episode of the All New 52 Podcast. I am Joe. This is Caleb. We talk about comics on this podcast because we like comics and indie stuff because yes. we've been meaning to get back around to that. Well, Sorry. I like indie stuff. I'm not so sure about you. I like Invincible. I like the most popular indie comic. <laughs> Which I didn't the first time I read it, and then I grew to like it. This is also an image comic, although printed under their Skybound label. Um, it, Wait, is it though? Because it has like a like an RIP Skybound thing on the front. 2010 to 2020. It might be folding <laughs> it. I don't know. The only It's gone now. The only other Skybound book I read was Oblivion Song, and that's ending, so who knows? Yeah, maybe. Why would an indie label have an imprint? starting off like, it might have been that they were a different company and, and then, then they, they acquired bought, them yeah maybe i feel like skybound does games because i'm pretty sure they did the last season of the walking dead game well uh robert <laughs> kirkman is was involved with skybound so that would maybe sense. yeah maybe that's the connection or wildly off topic what are we talking about this week caleb we we're talking about the six sidekicks of uh buster keaton that is no, not his name no. <laughs> sorry i'm trying to remember these two guys' names and Buster is neither of theirs. I know, but Buster Keaton was a he was a silent film star. Okay. Uncultured. We are talking about the six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. It's written by Kyle Starks with art by Chris Swisher. Um, and it is the story of a um they were they've been very specific in interviews to not say he's based off of um Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. But for the sake of simplicity. He's based off of Chuck Norris. Well, you told me that. I'm like, is Chuck Norris like a, a jerk? Is that a is that a is that a no. open secret or something like that? No, no, just in the sense of like he is the equivalent of a martial arts. Okay. Yeah, TV that, star. that makes sense. But I less of the uh martial arts was ringing through and more of the oh, this guy's awful. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's why they've kind of held off. But um Trigger Keaton is this very famous martial arts uh person movie who's, star. Seems, yeah, between all of his shows, which are based off of things like Star Trek and just different cop shows, the main one, martial art, seems very much to be kind of this Walker, Texas Ranger type show. Um, but this takes place uh, after he dies. Um, a apparent suicide, but his um, co-star in his most recent show, uh, believes it to be something a bit more suspicious. Murder. Murder. So he gathers up the uh, uh, previous five co-stars from Trigger's various projects over the past 20 years, and they solve the murder, or they at least attempt to. They, they involves, make a valiant attempt. And it involves a lot of martial arts. Yeah, this is... Uh, I say this about every comic. This is framed like a TV show. This one more so, just due to the style and like the amount of panels and that the they subject have. matter. Yeah. yeah. It's very much an unwinding over the course of a season over to, over a season that is airing kind mm-hmm. of deal. Yeah. With more characters being introduced as it goes along. Yeah. Cause for the first four ish episodes, four or five issues, they are introducing one of the sidekicks in each episode. And, and issue, issue two, it has the cast. Like a lot of comics will do at the front page. I'm like, I don't know who half these people are. <laughs> I was like, did I miss all of them? No, no, they get introduced as time goes on. But what I like about this is it plants a lot of seeds throughout so you can pick up on things. But basically, you have Paul. He is a, um, well, you have Miles. He is the person who is trying to decide everything um, or figure everything out. 
um, and he knew Trigger the least amount, and he is also um, neurodivergent, so he sees things in a little bit of a different way. Um, you have Paul, who is was a child star on martial art, who was verbally abused by Trigger Keaton. Then you have Terry Komodo, who replaced him, who also was abused by Trigger Keaton, but he is less willing to admit that. Um, then you have Tad, who was the voice of a car a la Knight Rider. Um, you have uh, Allison, who was on the Star Trek show, but she's been typecast since then. And um, she's just this very nice person who is very good at fighting, probably the best of the six. Then you have, um, I forget who I think is Richard. Richard, yeah. Yeah, Brannigan is what they call him. But he was this former, former football player who then um, got into acting and uh, kind of kept showing Trigger up. So Trigger decided to have sex with his wife. And As that's, you do. that's it, right? Those are all six. That's six of them. Yeah. That is the six sidekicks. Yeah. Um, so all people who Trigger treated terribly. Yeah. The con- the combining factor of these is we don't have careers because Trigger is awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, with one or two exceptions. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the art. This has uh, a very bouncy style, a very t- cartoon style, but it's the cartoon style I don't like. Everything's super squishy looking. Squishy. It's angular and fluid at the same time is how I would describe it. Um, There's motion to it. And they they don't all have like copy paste designs that I feel like all these guys look unique. Yeah, they they don't look like stuff I've seen before. And they also are very expressive despite their minimalist designs. Just really don't like the squishy style. That is the trend. I, I dig it. I think this is a pretty unique thing for the comics that I've read. Um, maybe on TV animation, it's not as unique, but on the page, at least, I don't feel like I see too many comics that look like this. Um, and I enjoy how the artist will lay out first. Uh, there was a really cool car chase, but then lay out the fight scenes as we get deeper into the book. Yeah, as well. the, the paneling's very unique in this where there's there's a lot of it, but not in like the Silver Age style where it was just like, nine boxes filling up a page no it will be like maybe 15 and then the next page will have the normal like four nowadays yeah. and stuff and then the fuller page is it's really cool it keeps you keeps you uh looped in hooked and, in. and props to someone who can draw characters as kids and then adults and make them look very much like the same similar mm-hmm. yeah but still the kids are very kid-like and stuff so. yeah without looking <laughs> until it is a tv show and they have an adult voice coming out of hello yeah. <laughs> Very true. There's a baby in there. <laughs> You've got a baby inside you. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I have to say about the art. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. I like it. Um, and I think if it's the tone, I'd be, you know, it's obviously wouldn't work in like a in a big two comic book, mm. but works perfectly for this more yeah, often. Seems it seems like an adult swim show, like especially with the amount of language that these characters will extrude. It is it it does surprise it did surprise me first off how much uncensored language there yeah, is in a this. lot i mean all of it yeah yeah which and i'm fine with that i think it's not gratuitous and it's used well but it is one of those things where i'm so used to seeing things censored out mm-hmm. like we read we read suicide squad last time that has like at least every issue it uses the little hashtag yeah dollar sign yeah and then the batman books i really like they just do little bat symbols oh that's good yeah <laughs> 
So let's let's talk about our positives for the book. Okay, I'll go. Oh, okay. never mind. You go. Okay, I'll go. I love a good murder mystery. Murder mysteries are always fun to unveil, especially when, uh, when it's when it's laid out nicely. Of, oh, we didn't know anything about him, and now we're getting the little clues yeah, yeah. along the way. The best kind of murder mystery, mm-hmm. not of just attacking people. Yeah, and getting the information force fed you that way. No, that each each issue starts with a little flashback of oh here's trigger being awful yeah you really get a good sense for who trigger is for a person who's dead throughout the whole story i really like how they dish out information um especially going back reading this a second time you get a lot of interesting lore building just from like little comments here and there stuff that i missed the first time because i was reading it you know as the issues came out not in one all whole read the other thing i like is i really like these characters None of them are deep. They're, no. <laughs> they're all just very flat. You get to know them. I guess the only other person is that Brannigan is a bit of a red herring. So yes. I guess he has that depth to him. But um, he, he has the twist depth to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do. I just think they're all fun. And especially there, there's an issue where they all drink together, which I think is always a good conceit. I really like Allison. I think she's... Um, like her personality is just super chipper and stuff, but she is also, she is very much aware of how skilled she is. Um, and, but my favorite is Tad just cause he's just this weird wild card of a character where he's just like, he could say or do anything and it would kind of fit in. Tad has my favorite joke in the entire book. It's when they're all fighting and he's sitting in the car and he's reading a, how to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> book, which has a payoff. Cause like the thing he says while he's reading them is like, Am I asking enough about their personal lives? Yeah. And then the next issue, he asks Miles something, and Miles goes, why do you keep asking that? <laughs> Great little callback. I also, there's there's a lot of good jokes in here. Mm-hmm. I like, what what's the girl's name? Allison. I like Allison. Allison's whole thing is that she was like a huge Trigger Keaton fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she tries to seduce him, and he sees her, and he's like, well, I would, but you could definitely beat me up, so I'm not going to do it because that's how you lose your pecker. <laughs> I think there's just there's a lot of really good jokes in here, both lampooning the um, film industry, but also just between the characters. Um, there's a part where Paul is like, where uh, Terry and Paul have a great back and forth the whole time, but um, Terry goes, "You'll die alone," and he goes, "I have a boyfriend," and then it cuts to his, his cat, <laughs> yeah, who's named boyfriend. <laughs> I think there's just a lot of really good visual jokes like that. I also there, I, I'm assuming you skipped over these because I know what you like to read in comics at the back of each issue. Jokes on you. I looked at a couple of them. Okay, cool. Which ones did you look at? I like the Reddit one. The Reddit one's great. <laughs> I like the IMDB page in the last issue. That yeah. one's really good. And that one gives us the timeline for things. This takes place in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how they consistently add to the character in the world building. Because each one is like it's interview or like a Reddit page, but they're all about either the shows or the characters in here, but none of them are necessary for the plot. So you can have this like fun little bonus at the end of this, but you don't have to, you don't, Jonathan Hickman, have to read it to understand important context. Yeah, this this book has a really good characterization. You immediately like almost all these people going into it and hating Trigger, as you should. Like you enjoy hating him. Oh yeah, he's so much fun to hate. Yeah, <laughs> this this cartoonishly evil man who's like, I got a twenty five year contract. It's like who on earth would sign would would who on earth would sign something like that? And then who on earth would even get 
yeah. give the contract like that. Yeah, and that's the that's the one weird, like super weird thing about this is that um, because it starts in like the eighties, it's like a completely different world from when the book takes place. And mm-hmm. I wish they had maybe leaned into that a little bit more. They kind of do because eventually trigger like triggers behavior starts to catch up with him and the you know that's ultimately uh leads to some of the situations around what happens in the book but like all the stuntmen who are out for revenge the against stuntmen a war is a hilarious concept <laughs> but yeah um but i wish that maybe that could have been something that was brought out a little bit more yeah so let's uh hop into our negative section um, I don't I don't think the the mystery plants enough clues along the way as a fan of murder mysteries and figuring it out before the book tells me. I don't think there were there are any clues that even remotely got to the point, except for the fact. Person is established in the beginning and turns out to be the person in the end. It's a well, very Scooby Doo turn. You see him once or twice throughout. Yeah. Um, And I think if you were to really sit down with this and logically think through all the characters presented he would be up there with like, you know, possible suspects. Mm -hmm. But the key to finding out that it was him was a piece of information that only Brannigan had. And he only has it like in the last page of the second to last last page of of issue five. Yeah. yeah, You can't like, you could maybe guess, but you couldn't figure it. This is much more of a Scooby-Doo mystery than it is a, than a Herculo Hercules Perot. Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. That's a murder mystery. <laughs> Death on the Nile. I could have just said a uh, clue. Uh, well, I'm now I'm blanking on the person who wrote those books. So Agatha Christie. I could have just said Agatha Christie. There is a Frankenstein reference in this too. I mean, reference there. It's Frankenstein v. Frankenstein or something like that. Mm, one of my favorite jokes in this is uh, Brandon's like, I just signed, I just finished or uh, I just wrapped filming on a remake of To Kill a Mockingbird called Tequila Mockingbird. I obviously don't know how to make good decisions. <laughs> Plays Boom Radley. I think the payoff at the very end, it played better for me second time around because I knew it was coming. But I do think it's it's a little shallow and I I don't know. I feel like I feel like the book was building up to a bigger reveal at the end. Not just with who did it, but also how they resolve who did it. Yeah. Oh, what's the resolution? I feel like I, I missed a page or something like that because all of a sudden they have careers. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but a spoiler warning for this book. We're talking about the co- we do this all the time. We either spoil some things or we don't. This we're, is, we're spoiling this is it. very new. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Um. So spoiler alert. They find out that the head of the studio who you've seen a couple times in the flashback was responsible um and he says instead of them turning him in because he could make their he won't go to jail one because he's rich and two he, mm-hmm. he could make their lives miserable anyway that he'll get them a good tv show and so it cuts from that to them on this umbrella academy slash power, power rangers, rangers type show where they're all the children of trigger keaton <laughs> Um, and you know, they all get mystical powers and stuff. I'm I'm trying to figure out because I mean, I guess that, that is what happens that it, fe- it feels like there's a page missing. You know, I honestly think it's the same problem with far sector. Another uh, mystery book is that it's just kind of rushed at the end. They, he I says, don't want seven issues out of this, but you they, know. they say I'll, I'll, I'll 
put you I'll get you a good TV show. And, and Komodo's like, that sounds great. And then Miles, how about you go to jail? And then they say, well, we don't make good decisions. And it looks like, yeah, we're going to send you to that. That looks like a we don't care about our careers. We're sending you to jail. Yeah. But then they have a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> that bugs me. It's a weak ending to a very fun book. Yeah. Um, which is a little disappointing. Um, it does set up like kind of teases something at the end, which I like. I don't think we'll get a sequel to this, but like I like. I like we have another murder. I like teases like that. That's like, oh, cool. The adventures continue. Yeah. Instead of the definitive end. Yeah. Yeah. That makes the thing I would hate as a kid when it was like, oh, there, there's got to be a sequel. To this. <laughs> if there isn't a sequel out now, why did they say that? Well, I think, you know, I think Marvel movies have kind of ruined that idea because when we were kids, when stuff got sequels or like got teased. No guarantee. No. No guarantee at all. Nowadays, it's they're at least going to try unless it's like the dark universe. But <laughs> what else? Or it's Divergent Part 1. <laughs> Rest in peace, Part 2. <laughs> no, Insurgent or Allegiant. Well, Whatever the last cares? book name was. Who cares? People aren't going to. Clearly, re- no one because it didn't get People a aren't going to remember what Divergent is. They're not going to have more understanding because you said Allegiant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, fun book. Uh, kind of a weak ending. Uh, do you have any more negatives? No, it's <laughs> the book's too shallow to really give me too much of a. Yeah, like, it's like it's just a fun little romp with that doesn't go, ha- have any depth really to it to where I can pick at it like I normally do. Yeah, I mean, and it's cheaper than a normal comic. It's only four dollars. So I'm not mad that it's it's super shallow. I think I was expecting more from it when I picked it up. But then at least by issue two, I was like. No, this is just going to be a romp, and I can deal with that. Like That's not cheaper than normal comic, but I'll excuse it because this doesn't have ads. So I'm willing to, I'd be I, willing to put that you're extra. You're right. Ad. It isn't. I was thinking of Batman, which is $5. Yes. Um, so, and I think some of the uh, event stuff in X Men has been $5. Event too. stuff is usually $5. Yeah, Sinister so. War was $5 for I've some been, reason. I've been buying a lot of $5 comics for no good reason. <laughs> There is a good reason. I enjoy them. Because <laughs> I hate them. And I just have to give them they money. They shouldn't be $5 anyway. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah. You brought me an indie I don't hate. Cool. I was I was like, there's definitely stuff he's going to have fun with here. But I was worried you'd be super turned off by the art. No. I mean, now if everybody looked like Steven Universe, I might have had way more of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. This but, is. But it. it, 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 it it definitely shimmied that line, but it didn't hop into the, it didn't just hop over it. Yeah. Uh, all right. What are you giving me? Okay. What was y'all's favorite episode of Walker, Texas Ranger? I like the one where he had the Native American spirit animals. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like that one, actually. That's a lie. I'm lying to you, Joe. All right. All right. Before, before you look at, well, the, before, here, here, here's my clue. Oh, okay. Oh, are we going Wolverine? Because there's only one X thing you give me. <laughs> it's time. Okay, we're coming okay. back in. Okay, I saw Ultimate and I was like, did you really oh, buy no, 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 Ultimate no, no. X-Men? Oh, <laughs> okay, no, I'm fine with this. Yeah. <laughs> it really has. How long has it been since the last eight episodes? One? Man, they, they all just feel like. You're piling them on. No, there. no. I, I make sure to check. I checked before I went back. I was like, I guess it has been about that time since it was between the first one or 
Um, but this excites me because uh, I like what Bendis has done with the mutant stuff in the background mm-hmm. of Ultimate Spider-Man. He's sprinkled the, he's put the little seeds in there and now you kind of get to yeah. see the seeds grow. Yeah, now we get to see X-Men. There's Storm. I know uh, Jean someone Grey else on the back. is in this as well. Oh, and Elektra and Black Cat. And Black Cat. Uh, I was distracted by Elektra because that is a pretty boring outfit. But It's a very normal Elektra looking outfit. It's not red. Oh. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Dive back into thwip, Ultimates. Thwip, 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 XX. Or XX. Hey, if you've liked what you've heard today, <laughs> rate us on uh, five stars on the podcast platform that you're listening to us on and write a little, write a little blurb about what you like about us, uh, what we can do to improve, what would you like to read or what you would like us to read. If you have a favorite comic that you want to hear our takes on it, Caleb loving it and me hating it, as is the formula. Um, and you can also email all new 52 podcast at gmail.com with those things that I said right there. Cool. Yeah. We will see you in two weeks. See you. More ultimates. Woot woot. Get excited.